Welcome to another McGettin' Fries movie podcast. Hello, I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, it's a special podcast today. We're not going to be reviewing anything. What we're going to be doing is a little bit of a recap report on the San Diego Comic Con that just passed. Well, I'll do a little review of Harry Potter near the end. And uh, Ian will do a review of uh, Harry Potter towards the end. Is yeah, it good? Well, yeah, it's good. It's good? <clears throat> it's I'll get to my review. It's a real movie? It's a real movie. It actually is more of a real movie than I hear like movies. Hermione's like super hot now. No, she's not that hot. Really? She's not jailbait hot. Yeah, it's not, not like hot? it's not like go to jail hot. I think she was on the cover of L. Yeah, in the cover of L magazine. She, she looks looked, good, but she she's, looked, she's playing a girl her age. She looked jailbait. Yeah, she looked jailbait hot and and L. She's dressed like a woman ten years older. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, special start to the first podcast after a while. Yeah, this is going to be a Comic Con uh, special. Yeah. I was uh, fortunate enough to uh, be there for the Comic Con. A roving reporter. Uh, I was there for the preview night, uh, which was on a Wednesday, and I was there every day after that until the uh, closing on Sunday evening. So for those of you who don't know what Comic-Con is, again, why are you listening to this podcast? Also, maybe you should tell us a little bit about it, Kevin. What is Comic-Con? Comic-Con is the, um, it is the biggest uh, gathering, biggest convention um, of science fiction, fantasy, uh, you know, uh, of the science fiction fantasy genre. It's the biggest convention of its kind in the, in the world. Nerdvana. Yeah, it's it's Woodstock for geeks basically. Um, it's it's uh, this this year is the the fortieth Comic Con. Um, it's only I think within the last sort of ten years I would imagine that it's really sort of blown up. You know, in the sense that everybody brings their shit there now. So pro- when it first started, it was not something to. It was promote. a comic convention. It was, it was a comic was... book convention. It was not there to promote Hollywood product or anything like that. Yeah. But um, what. It has turned into now. It is just a complete clusterfuck of everything pop culture related under the sun. It's a it's a showcase showcase for the next two years, pretty much. Um, yeah, for building the buzz. It's yeah, a buzz building much. enterprise. I think um, you know the whole thing with Hollywood going there. I think it started <clears throat> with um, with Joss Whedon with with Buffy. He went there first, was it? I, I think or was so. It I, mean, I think, I think years. he was one of the first. I mean, like he was the one I think who got the ball rolling about that of sort of building the buzz of the show. Through. And Spider Man's were took off when they. I think. I yeah. think Sam Raimi was there to show off. Yeah, Spider-Man and two, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was. It's over the years. It's it's grown. I mean, there was a souvenir book that you can, that uh, that was available there that sort of took you through like the ages, and you do see like the growing number of people. I mean, the first. The first Comic Con had something like a thousand people. I mean, like yeah, it was, just a, it was a comic convention. I mean, it's 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 uh, it was forty thousand people this year. I mean, it was record numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. more than it's ever. Is that been. over the four days? Um, yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but um, it's just an insane four days. It's fucking crazy. There's it's beyond description. Uh, I mean, I got there for the uh, for the preview night. Now, the preview night, actually, I was a little pissed off about this. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit of background for why I was there anyway. I wasn't just there. For McGappin Fries, I was there also for work. Uh, if, if any of you listen to this and you were there, uh, if you, any of you stopped by the heavy metal panel, <laughs> here's the JJ Abrams, the Asian was, JJ Abrams looking guy. I was the mix. I was the, I was the mix kid, like uh, saying shit, like you know, like uh, you know, like animated steampunk epic, <laughs> rated R, sex in the cockpit. <laughs> the director was doing that. He was holding up the poster, going rated R, sex in the cockpit. Is there sex in the cockpit? Yeah. Excellent. Blood on hot metal. <laughs> Full body disintegrations. <laughs> so yeah, the guy who was saying that, he's sort of um, an, uh, sort of a more mature white gentleman. I was probably the guy standing next to him. <laughs> saying my own stuff. I mean, after a while, I was saying all kinds of shit as well. Yeah, yeah, like, just to know, get people's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> war of the goddamn world. <laughs> this movie will improve your love life. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, did you get a lot of passing trade? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And it's just normal people as well as famous people walking around, and they'll just walk up to you and say, "You just give them, hey, this is their show." Um, pretty much. I mean, it's like, you know, like you get the people that want to want to go to the heavy metal booth anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know, for the most part, you know, anyone. Was that a plug? Hmm? Was that a plug? You were doing very well there without announcing it. That's, that, that was a plug. No, was it a plug? Was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. Was there advertising revenue? I suppose it was a plug, but you know, it was also fact. That's how I was like <laughs> saying, like, if any of you guys were there, I was that, I'm that dude. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's over now. Shit, shit's on YouTube. I mean, like, you know, nothing to keep quiet about it now. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I was there for that, so I didn't get the chance to see. Um, that many panels. You didn't get the full-on geek experience. I didn't get the full-on geek experience. I mean, in a sense, like my experience was kind of, you know, it wouldn't be as extreme as it would be if, like, say, you and I went together. Yes. You know, that one would just be like, oh shit, oh, fear loathing in San Diego. Yeah, you know, it would be. You know, whereas for me, I kind of had to keep my push, <laughs> which uh, for the most part was okay. Yeah. But there are there are certain people that you you just want to geek out at. Yeah. You know, or just knowing that they're fucking there. You know, no, no, you know, like like. What just, kind of people did you see? Well, just wandering around when you were on the boat. Uh, like like uh, John Landis turned up. To, John Landis fucking turned up at the booth, just like talking shit because he knows David Abramovitz, um, who was um, at our booth signing uh, along with Adrian Paul. And you name dropping motherfucker. <laughs> it's not name dropping. It's work. It's work. <laughs> I mean, they were there. I mean, like they were there signing shit. So I mean, otherwise John Landis might not have stopped at the booth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw tiny tiny list tiny lister. You know that big huge black fucking tiny lister. That guy. What's he in? Um, he's been in tons of stuff. He was the president in Fifth Element. Oh, that guy. That's yeah, yeah, tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That tiny, tiny lister, fucking guy. He that's was... Big Worm. Yeah, yeah. From Friday. No, no, that's not Big Worm. He was in Friday, but he's not Big Worm. He's not Big Worm. He's the other guy who got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. Out! Yeah. Look, what's up, Big Perm? What's up, Big Perm? I mean, Big Worm. <laughs> you know, messing my money is like messing with my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he was just there. He was fucking wandering around. Fucking Nathan Fillion just fucking walked past with a huge ass bodyguard. He's fucking big, man. He's ripped, is he? He's fucking cut. Is he working up to something at the moment? Some new? He's doing some. I think he's got a TV show called Castle. Oh. But I think he was there for a, for some Firefly shit. Yeah. I, I I don't really know. I was just like I followed him on Twitter, and then after the, after it was over, it's like you. That was kind of interesting. Like, did he just stop? Huh? Did he just stop after Comic Con twittering? No, no, no. But oh. he twittered a little bit about it, like, like just saying it was good to see. We haven't seen we haven't seen each other in years. You know, like we were a good team. Blah blah blah. And there was something strangely surreal about like the day after Comic Con. You know, I go on Twitter and catch <laughs> up, catch up, sort of like see people that were there at the same time. That that was that was being at the same timeline as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. But uh, so yeah, get there for preview night. Uh, because of um, un unforeseen circumstances, preview night shit opens at three o'clock. Um, I didn't get there until seven. Uh, by that time, the place was fucking crawling with people. It's it's a clusterfuck. Like the, ex the, the exhibition hall where all of the booths are, all, where all of that shit is, which literally has everything. It has everything. It starts off for like, it's like a quarter of a mile long, this, yeah. this fucking thing. I have no idea how wide it is. But, you know, it's like, it, it's from one end, it starts off with your toys and your collectibles and your apparel. Um, you know, so you got you got you know you got the big toy companies have their own booths. Like Kotobukiya has its own uh, has its own booth. Like mm -hmm. Diamond Select has its own booth. Um, NECA has its own booth. I mean, all these big fuckers they have their own booth. But then you have all these other small booths that are collectors that are selling shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are selling their own stash, and in some cases their stash is shitloads better than the, the actual uh, real toys. Actual real toys, because these guys are like they're, they're clever motherfuckers. These are people who buy to in, for investment. Investment, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so they know exactly what you're going. They've got all those limited edition, all these kinds of shit going there. Like what the fuck, you know? 
um, fucking posters, all the post any fucking poster you want. They're selling like com comic books. Did you get any posters? Um, yeah, I got, they, they were giving they, they like they were giving I mean, away some posters for, free, yeah. like free swag. Like they're giving away Daybreaker po Daybreaker posters and uh, fucking from from Paris with love posters and trick or treat, all that type of shit. Um, it's just like every you know like it's insane. And then like you get your comic book stuff. You can get any fucking comic book that you're looking for. You can get it there. Ever. Anything. It's like you know what? Uh, I, I, Illustrated I, Bible. I, I actually I actually tested this shit out. I went there. I went to like these these fucking comic book places where it looks like they got a pretty decent selection. And like that. I was like, you know what? I want to get all of Watchmen. You know what? I can't. <laughs> like that. I, I want Aquaman get, number four thirty two. I want uh, Frank Miller's Wolverine. It, dude, it's there. I didn't even have to look for it. Like, it's right <laughs> like oh, I want Death in the Family, Batman. I want to see Rob. Oh, oh shit! There it is. Just everything on the one roof. Every, you know, and um, and this is like for the finished comics. You want original pencil work. It's yes. there. You know, original panel for panel work. It's there. <laughs> if you're lucky, the artist might be there. Yeah, He'll yeah. sign the shit for you <laughs> and shake your hand. <laughs> you know, you you're. You're trying not to lose your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everywhere you turn, it's like, like for like, like especially like trying to pick like when you have geek friends. Yeah, yeah. It's like everywhere I turn, I'm I'm just like, dude, you'd love that shit. <laughs> dude, dude, maple fucking cream. <laughs> like you know, like dude, something, something, something. You know, it's like you you know every everywhere you turn, it's like either something you want or something you know someone you like will want. Yeah, it's just insane. Like trying to budget your money. I mean, personally, in my opinion, four days is not enough. It yeah. needs to be a week long, uh, because there's so much. I mean, for for anyone, for any, for those of you who have never gone, if you're planning on going, this. Is, I mean, like one thing I can say is that uh, you really got to plan your day as much as you can. There are so many fucking panels. You ate hot dogs for the week, so you could actually cut down a lunch break, right? Pretty, yeah, yeah. Like just trying to walk around and see shit. The exhibition hall in itself is a clusterfuck. You have everything there, everything, toys, comics. Um, the big and the, the big stands in the movies as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. Some yeah that, that's, that's where that's where uh, the Marvel booth is. It's where the DC booth, fucking Dark Horse, Omnipress, uh, you know. And then you got your independent comic book fuckers, like all, you know, like from you know like Image and Dark, you know, like uh, all these all these guys, all the way down to the people who have their own booth who publish their own comics. Yeah. And they they have like like twenty issues there because that's all they can afford to publish. <laughs> you know, I mean, down to them. I mean, they don't have it, a booth; they have a chair. No, they got like decent like, but they tend to pile all these people in in, in one sort of like. So what? everyone who's in that section is that kind of. Because uh, I heard there was no Kentia Hall this year. Is that right? Um, there was there no there was there was no place called Kentia Hall. No. Kentia Hall used to be all the web comics and all the independent guys would be yeah. off there. It was like it was the independent ghetto. So I actually sent a little some some uh, web comics and stuff like that. I was they were if slightly was disappointed. There, if it was there, I didn't I didn't I didn't see it. Well, that's what I heard. They were a little slightly disappointed that they didn't have Kentia Hall because they were mm -hmm. used to being in the slums. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in the Comic Con <laughs> shanty town. Yeah, it did. Oh, it did become it, a slum dog millionaire. It did kind of feel like that, but but in the at the same time, it's like it's good that that still happens yeah. for, for Comic Con. Um, but they have the, and like, are all the movie shit then all together as well? Because I saw pictures online of like the Bumblebee. And for the most part, they are kind of lumped together. They uh -huh. are spread out a little bit, but for the most part, once you sort of like, otherwise. It's once like, you're in movie town. Once you're in movie town, you kind of get the idea. You know, like if you see Paramount, Fox is around the corner. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, you see, you get. Fuck your Fox! You get, you get, it's a Did fringe, you moon this fringe? It's fringe. 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 Dude, I kissed the fox booth ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, 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 Tom Roth. Mm. <laughs> Tom Rothman. <laughs> 
dude, when you're there, you eat the fucking humble pie. And you, you get you, swept you, up. you take your free swag. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll thank you for the fringe uh, bag. Yes, thank you. Is he one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but they, they give you they give you all this free shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I mean, like, um, sometimes you have to. You know, there are some things you have to queue for, and there are some things you don't. Like the stuff that you have to queue for, the lines are insane. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's why I say, like, I mean, uh, guys, for, for people who are planning a trip. Make sure you're very clear about what you want to line up for, yeah. because one, if you get like caught up in like, in like, because there was a period of time where that kind of happened to me. I was like, lining you were up, trapped in the line. It's like lining up for Kelly Who, and all of a sudden, like, I looked there and I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh shit! Oh, it's Brian Leo Melly. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like I'm on my lunch break, so you know, it's one or one or either. Uh, you were on Kelly Who, didn't you? No, I went with Brian Leo Melly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I asked Brian Leo Mano to sign my shit, and I was wearing a T-shirt that said "Sorted." So <laughs> even he noticed. He's like, "I like your T-shirt." <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. You got you got clothing compliments up Brian Leo. I got, I got, yeah, I got clothing compliments. Um, so yeah, like I was saying, preview night. We I only got there at around seven o'clock. It opened at three. Uh, preview night is the exhibition hall is a clusterfuck because the exhibition hall is all that there is. Preview night is just the booths. Like um, people selling their shows, and like you, like and you, people picking out shit they want to buy. Because during the normal run of the the show, they have like panels. And yeah, stuff no, during room, like right? like the the preview night is just the exhibition hall. There's no panels. There's no lectures. There's no talks. There's no none of that shit. Yeah. Um. There's no signings. Yeah. You know. So it's like all of this stuff. It's the purchase night. Yeah, it's the purchase night for the most part. So you're going in there. You, you, I, I couldn't like pull, I couldn't even string string sentences together. You know, I couldn't I, I couldn't string a thought together to to even like decide what I might want to buy. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally, is like looking at stuff. Paralyzed by choice. Every, everywhere, yeah. Paralyzed by choice, exactly. And also slightly claustrophobic because it, it's so packed. Yeah. And and Just you know, rivers of people. Fucking angry geeks. <laughs> like angry bloodthirsty geeks hold me up, thumping their money money fists in the air. <laughs> Looking for that Cobra Commander exclusive. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's like it's hardcore. Yeah. You know, you go, you go to the uh, the the sideshow collectibles booth, which is right next to me. Yeah. So it's like you go there, and you know, before you even know, you like uh, before you even notice the merchandise, you're just like overwhelmed by the crowd. Yeah. You know, it's just insane. You know, and it's like people like queuing up, and it's like you know they, they want this exclusive one, and most of it's pre-order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the shit's pre-order. You can pre-order at the con. Yeah, you pre-order at the con. Online, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's gone already. Yeah, so it's wow. like so it's like they they release this shit for pre-ordering. You can actually physically be there to make sure that you pre-order it before anyone else. No, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were pre-order before the con. You actually pre-order at the con. At the con. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they have all this shit in display. There's this huge fucking array of like di- of displays. Everything, all their shit, yeah. all of it's awesome. All of it's awesome. They got these new Mars Attack shit, and and uh, Hot Toys also shares with them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all the Terminator Salvation shit was there. It looks awesome. Really? Yeah. The, to- the Terminator Salvation toys look better than the movie. Fuck. <laughs> you know, there was a huge fucking like uh, and like a uh, endoskeleton for the for the um, for the Terminator. Oh, nice. There's, there was a huge fucking abomination from the Hulk. It's just. You know, like uh, it's just insane. It's like, <laughs> these, these, like you know, like uh, like they're 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 premiering their vinyl toys from Up, oh, right. and they look really good. Really, they look really, really like good. what the old dude. Yeah, the old dude. Yeah, really, it looks really really good. And I can't just, imagine many kids want to play with an old dude. 
Well, I don't think it's four kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. So that that was just nuts. So you get there, and then then you get to Mattel, and Mattel's got all their Avatar shit out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's mainly the Walker. That's really the only major thing. The rest of it is just like their toys. Yeah, I saw all the people, but they have like actually, it's what it was about ten foot tall Walker thing. Um, on the on the stall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It looked bigger than ten feet. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fucking big. <laughs> and I had that I saw as well it was pictures I think was it that had the full size Iron Man suits of armor like all yeah, the that was walls yeah that was at the Marvel booth the Marvel booth was uh, sort of set up to look like Stark Industries and then nice. had like all these uh, all, all the different four four different um, Iron Man armors that, that was really cool um, I didn't spend too much time in the Iron Man, in the, uh, the Marvel booth that, uh, the Marvel booth was always fucking packed um, walked past there a few times like Favs was signing that John Favreau was signing yeah, yeah. shit there that was uh, shit loads of people you know, like there was just like you know, like and you know, you got everybody like dressed up in costumes and shit. So you got like made some pretty fucking decent looking Spider Mans walking around. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like you know, and so the, obviously they go to the Marvel booth and then you know, like uh, guys at the Marvel booth like throwing them out free shit. I mean, the good the good thing about it is like if you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to. You yeah, will yeah. walk. You will not walk out empty handed. You'll have come over the experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. As well. I mean, and also, but no, there's plenty of free swag. There's plenty of free swag. I mean, like if you walked in there broke, yeah. didn't buy shit. You would still be able to walk out with a goodie bag. With a, with quite a few things. I mean, they give they give away posters. The bags they in which they give this shit away in are also really cool bags. Mm-hmm. You know, like these cool like uh, Watchmen bags and cool fringe oh, yeah. fringe bags, trick or treat bags. You know, uh, whatever. You know, like cool Dexter bags. Nice. And some of them are fucking huge because they know you're gonna be buying. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the sideshow collectibles. It's a bag. swag bag. It's a swag bag. The sideshow collectibles bag is really cool. It's got. It's like, you know, like on one side, it's uh, Darth Vader saying, your collection is impressive. <laughs> and then, the other? And then on the other side, it's like, collect like you give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I mean, like all of this cool shit. I mean, the, the experience itself is like, once you get past like the TV bits, um, you know, like once you get past Fox and Warner Brothers and, and uh, you know, all, all those like Summit. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're all sort of like, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, like Lionsgate had their shit with the new Saw movie. Oh, right. Um, there was a Where the Wild Things Are. There was a little sort of like a display built for that where it looks like you're inside the woods. And, oh, and, and, wow. and inside the woods. Did they have any big suits of the Wild Things? No, no, no. Nothing like that. It was just all just this little, like, little display that was made up to look like, like if you went inside there, it was like you're inside the woods and then inside the woods there are all these screens playing the trailer. Cool. Uh, that, that is an awesome fucking trailer. It is an awesome trailer. Um, and then, you know, you get to your game section, you got like Capcom and all that shit. I mean, like a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, like you, you follow the games online. I mean, I'm sure they talk a lot about Comic-Con. Yeah, they were talking about E3 was only a while ago because E3 is the video game version. And um, they were saying like there was stuff released at Comic-Con that had nothing to do with comics. I mean, it is, it, they have to watch it if they don't turn, they want it to turn it into just a promotional thing. I mean, it seems from what you've been telling me that it just seems to have still that geek cred about it and it's not too bad um, it does I mean it, it, it does have that geek crowd about it I mean especially the guys who turn up in costumes I mean the people who really throw themselves into the Comic Con experience yeah um, you see a lot of cosplay, cos, costume people walking around yeah 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 and they're, and they're good fun you know I mean like you want to take a picture of them they're, they're, that's they'll what, do, and they'll do their signature pose they'll do their signature pose all that shit you know, like there were some really impressive costumes. I mean, a couple of Predators that looked amazing. Really? Predators? Yeah, yeah, Fuck, because yeah. that's going to be hot to wear in that fucking heat. I know, like, uh, one one guy came up, one, you know, like, one woman came up to, because uh, Kevin Eastman was doing a signing for the 25th anniversary um, Ninja Turtle hardcover. One one woman lined up in full latex Ninja Turtle, like, uh, I mean, she was in a proper Ninja Turtle outfit. Yeah, yeah. 
it looked badass. It looked like know? she just walked out of the anime, the, out of the movies, like so, something like that. You know, I mean, it looked badass. Fuck it, huh? <laughs> I mean, people really sort of like. She's like, yeah, I've been coming four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been wearing it every year. <laughs> I think this is the last, though. <laughs> you know, it's a little ripe. You know, latex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it keeps its. I mean, this year especially, I've been following from here, and the I news think- is what I've been following. But I've been to one or two cons. I'll admit that. But um, they are about getting together and sharing your joy of whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think it definitely does retain that. I mean, it has got, I mean, it's difficult for me to say in the sense like, this is my first time there. Yeah. But as a geek, I didn't feel like, you know. You are being sold. Like I was being, you know, I mean, you do get the impression of like, fuck, it's gone way commercial. Yeah, yeah. Which it has. It has gone way fucking commercial. Uh, But having said that, you get your geek factor there. I mean, the main complaint that I heard was the Twilight people. Really? Yeah. I they mean, were complaining or people complaining about them? People complaining about them. Yeah. I mean, the main thing that I heard the, <clears throat> where people felt like they got fucked over was um, where, where, you know, where Team Edward is concerned. <laughs> What's the other guy's name? There's Team Edward and Team... I don't know. I don't know. I, I call him Dog Boy. Dog Boy. <laughs> I mean, well, fair news to Dog Boy because I think they were talking about ditching him from the second movie. Uh-huh. But because he has to like be ridiculously ripped and in the first one he's just kind of kiddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he went off and he got ridiculously ripped. Yeah. And I think they had, I think I read online that at the Twilight panel they managed to come up with an excuse for the two to have their tops off. Yep. <laughs> Something stupid like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't really find out that much about it. And but it, the whole thing is, is that the all of the Twilight fans, um, they were camping out like yeah. the night before. When I went in, when I when I went in, when I arrived at the convention center on preview day, yeah. they were already fucking camped out there, all wearing their fucking Team Edward hats and all and all like like getting all, getting all excited and you know like sort of cheerleading each other on like oh my god. And I, I said this beforehand as well because to try fucking movies slowly. Um, <laughs> You know, they have these panels and they show off like new footage and they'll show some sneak peeks of stuff. And um, yeah, it's a great the, place to build buzz. I mean, like Iron Man, uh, because of Comic-Con, the, hu- the, the budget on that movie was huge. Yeah. Definitely helped its opening weekend. Um, um, I heard that, but I heard like the Avatar and Disney panels were before Twilight. And I think there was just a lot of worry about Jim Cameron fans getting, they wouldn't be able to get into the room because they'd all be waiting for the Twilight panel. Because they don't clear the room after each yeah, panel. Yeah, they don't, they don't clear the room. It is entirely up to you. You can stay there all day if you want. Sweet. Um, so that I mean, so that's another thing that you may want to take into consideration next time you go is like know the schedule. Know the schedule. Hall H is generally where they show all of the big shit, all of the Hollywood stuff. Like so, James Cameron was there, Peter Jackson was there. All of the big movies that are coming out are generally in Hall H. From what I heard, they showed for Avatar, they showed something like twenty-five, 25 minutes. Twenty-five minutes worth of footage, which in I full did 3D. not see. Yeah, which I did not see. Yeah. Um, for the Disney panel, they had some footage from Tron. They had some uh, talking about Tron. They had uh, was it Disney that's um, yeah this whole 3D thing yeah. But it also had uh, the Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. The trailer for that was released, which which they did. I mean, it's nice of them. Sometimes I mean, this year Disney released the Tron VFX footage from last year's con, which I've been watching dodgy YouTube copies of for a year, mm-hmm. and they finally released a quick time trailer of that. But even I think the first or second day of Comic Con, uh, Friday. Alice in Wonderland online in glorious quick time and looks sumptuous mm. and nothing from Avatar apart from that poster that they had hanging around the place they're keeping that under tight fucking wraps they've managed to uh, keep that movie really really quiet I did mean, they have anything Book of Eli because that launched on the same day they had the trailer um, no, there was some stuff on the Book of Eli yeah um, along with um, Avatar there was also the Warner Bro- there was 
No, no, no. On this, on the second day, on the same day of nine in the morning, there was yeah. the Warner Brothers panel, which I wanted to go to. That had uh, Book of Eli, that had fucking Sherlock Holmes and all that shit. I oh wanted, right. I wanted to go to that, but uh, I wasn't able to. I was I work work. <laughs> <laughs> Because the uh, I watched the book of Eli trailer. Have you seen it since? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Denzel Washington blows some shit up. Uh, It looks has has smack slightly of I Am Legend though as well. A little bit, yeah, but it looks like what I Am Legend should have been. Yeah, I Am Legend borked their story. Borked their last act. Yeah, I mean, have you seen the DVD extra? Which one? The the original ending. Uh, yeah. Where they actually are semi-intelligent. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. way better. Yeah. Because he is legend. That's why it's called I Am Legend. I'm the boogeyman. You dumb shit. <sighs> I think there was... Uh, they also were showing the Nightmare on Elm Street poster I saw yes. was released on that. Yes. A couple of them. Or a couple of publicity shots. There's one with um, Jackie... Mm-hmm. Jackie Earl Haley. Earl Haley. Still can't <laughs> fucking get it. Um, looks good. Just with his gloves yeah. on a whiteboard or blackboard. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Looks moody. Looks fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, they also released. I don't know if you saw this either, because I after this kind of got swallowed in the news afterwards. Uh, the Whiteout trailer. Whiteout was um, with, was it only press comic book originally. Yeah, it was Greg, Greg Rucker book. Greg Rucker, and it's uh, the trailer looks fucking cool. Does it? I yeah. didn't see the trailer. It's, I heard about it though. Yeah, it's uh, Kate Beckinsale's Beck- 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 yeah. uh, detective who's in the North Pole because there's a murder up there and there's a series of things going on. But like, it's one of those movies where they always say the ship is a character, and this is the fucking weather. Mm-hmm. I think the weather's out to get her. I mean, we've had Liam Neeson versus France. This is Kate Beckinsale versus the Arctic. Awesome. So that looked very cool. And it also seems to be slightly weird. That's a bit of a surprise. And I never would have guessed that Kate Beckinsale would have ended up being this action hero type chick. It's, it's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) And in this, and in this, like, you know, she's not, I mean, fair enough, it's not underwater. Kate Winslet needs to step up. Yeah. (laughs) Kate Winslet, you need to do a role that makes you carry a gun. You need to play a cop. (laughs) <laughs> you need to do a remake of V.I. War Chops. I was thinking about I couldn't think of the name. Oh. Be the next Kathleen Turner, Kate Winslet. But to come back to the Alice in Wonderland trailer. Yeah. They seem to be, this just looked, uh, the Tweedledums are just the most disturbing thing I've ever I seen. I know, I know, I know. That, that, that looks awesome. They look just like, yeah. <clears throat> fucking mad. And just the world as well. I mean, the, the flowers look just like out of the Disney movie, but in other areas, he's gone his own way completely, and it looks like they've not done a Willy Wonka on it and fucked it up. Yeah, no, it looks cool. It looks like uh, this, you know, like Tim Burton, he's really found something that he can blend with his style. It's Tim nice Burton-esque. Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Tim Burton-esque to begin with anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good. I mean, this is really just an extension of, of uh, his influences anyway. I think it was the second day as well I saw the, they opened up the, the, the poster for The Losers, which we talked about a couple of times before. Yep. Um, is it Andy Diggle? Uh, yep. Or is it Dirk? Uh, Diggle. 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 Yeah. Um, they released a really cool poster done in the exact same style as the, the comic book covers, mm-hmm. and it just has all the, the people who's playing them. It's a it kick-ass cast. fucking cool. It's a kick-ass cast. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is playing Clay. Yeah, and got uh, Chris Evans as Jensen. That's awesome. And it just it looks like him. It just looks like him there. And okay. Zoe Saldana's Aisha. Yeah. You got, you got uh, fucking Star Trek alumni, fantastic. You got the Human Torch. Yeah. <laughs> you got, what, you got uh, the comedian from Watchmen. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know if it was actually... If you haven't read the, uh, the graphic novel, I urge you to go out there and pick it up. It's yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, the Losers. Uh, another thing that kind of popped up but wasn't really tied to Comic-Con was um, this uh, Thundercats 
And yeah, that, that's all. That, that you, uh, I didn't hear anything about that at the con. No, there was nothing about nothing, the con. They just nothing. released it at the same time, and it was even Movie Line is the website that has it. And if you look at it, 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 it looks quite cool. It does. It does look pretty cool. But, but I think the this entire was, article is like. I think this was. This was the movie that was in production. Yeah, and and but it doesn't say. It, but it doesn't say it's got scrapped. It's just its entire thing is written in the past tense for no reason. It's Probably a very weird it's, piece of journalism. Well, because once upon a time there was a Thundercats movie. I mean, like uh, Tyrese Gibson used to shoot his mouth off. I thought he was still attached. I thought it was still ongoing. Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Uh, another trailer. I don't know if you saw this as well. I mean, it's mostly trailer news this week because of these were released. But mm -hmm. the uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. The Hot Tub Time. Did yeah, you see the Red Band trailer for this? No, I didn't. There's been a kind of any any news I've seen about this movie. It's John Cusack is in it. Uh, any news I've seen about this movie has been like this is a joke. This is the concept of this movie. It must be a joke. They're not actually doing it. But when the trailer is shown, it's fucking hilarious. It's four guys in the ski lodge, and it's like, what does it say? One of the guys says, "Do I have to really be the asshole who says we got in this thing and went back into time? It must be some kind of hot tub time machine." And John Cusack <laughs> just says, in his most dickheady kind of voice, you know, um, uh, high fidelity kind of voice, "That is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my ever fucking life." Ever. It's just the way he says it and the way he nails it. They also throw in that it's based on a true story. Uh, at the end of the trailer. Really? Yeah, so it's based on a true story. They've got, they got the, the new voiceover guy. You know the guy who's not voiceover guy? Mm -hmm. But he's the new voiceover guy. He's slightly off. He's, he's got a very close impression of the old voiceover man. Oh, that voiceover guy. Yeah. Yeah, I and think uh, I know the voiceover guy. It has guy him. Maybe. You actually met him, have you? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't met the voiceover guy. All right. <laughs> But I'm aware of the voiceover guy you're in referring to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what else was the buzz on the floor for the show? Um, well, uh, for the panels that I got to see, I got to see the panel for nine. I walked in, like, a little late, though. This uh, is not the... This is the confusion, isn't it? Is it, what's, is it it's not Henry Selleck. Who is it? Somebody... Rob Marshall? Somebody like that? Rob Marshall's doing a movie called Nine as uh, well. Yeah, that's, that's a musical. Yeah, but this is... Um, this is an animated feature that... Um, was uh, executive produced by Tim Burton and uh, Timor Beckmerton. Beckmerton, yeah. No, Timor Nightwatch. Tim, yeah, the guy who directed Nightwatch and directed by Shane Acker. Um, and the guy who directed Wanted. Yeah, and the guy who directed Wanted. Yeah. And um, Elijah Wood was also there, and so was Jennifer Connelly, and so uh, Tim Burton was there and yeah, director. And uh, so yeah, that that was pretty interesting. I mean, they showed they showed us about like ten minutes worth of stuff. Uh, there's one really intense sequence they showed, which was sort of like. Um, uh, this this rescue like all of the um, they're, they're, all of their names and numbers so like nine was there with like I don't know three or four mm -hmm. uh, and they're all like a little kind of puppety I think we we mentioned the trailer before but they're all little puppet guys and it's like after humanity and there seems yeah, to be these it's, it's this post tripod looking motherfuckers killing everything these and they're post, these post, this post apocalyptic tale and these rag dolls are basically the only things left yeah uh, and they, they just showed like this one action they showed the trailer uh, and then they showed this one action sequence which was fucking intense yeah it was very very intense even Kellen's in isn't he. Or is it Christopher Plummer? Christopher Plummer, yeah. It was like this sort of like, I don't know, this huge metal rat or something like chasing after them. Uh, and uh, Jennifer Connelly's character turns up and she's like a real badass warrior. Yeah, yeah. So it was just very cool. I mean, uh, it looked intense. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's worthy of a PG-13. That's the thing. I mean, everything I've seen about it, it's not looking like a, a you for all. I mean, is it... No. Is it, is it it's, Aiming for the slightly older market. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, the the the, uh, the clips that I saw definitely came across that way. And they're kind of freaky looking as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kind of cute. I mean, you see a kid with one of these of a toy on these in the street, you're gonna be slightly worried about them. 
Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and then after that, I saw the uh, the panel from Legion. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a new horror film that's uh, coming out. Is the horror or action or horror? What was it? It's like horror slash action. Uh, it's with uh, Paul Bettany and uh, uh, Kevin Durant and um, Dennis Quaid. Oh. And uh, what's, the, what's, the other, what's the other guy's name? Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the director. It's a first-time director who Paul Bettany is teaming up with again on a movie called Priest. Oh. Right. Uh, but this movie is essentially it's angels with machine guns, and um, uh, Kevin Durant is playing Gabriel, and Gabriel has uh, got all of his angels, and they're going to declare like war on on just de just declaring war on like fucking Earth in general. They've had enough of they've our shit. They, they've had enough of our shit, and so they're going after this. Uh, and uh, so Paul Bettany has to come down and protect this woman whose son is apparently like the second coming or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Uh, and they're all at this diner, you know, like Dennis Quaid runs the diner, and and so it's like it's like a like you know like you know, like a, it's a standoff basically between like this this one like lone angel with all these other friends and yeah, yeah. like a whole other army of angels. But the action that I saw looks pretty fucking badass. Looks better than oh, Christopher Walken three movies, Eric Stoltz. Prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah, it looks better than that. Yeah, that was a that was a movie with a great concept and a great terrible concept. execution. Yeah. Apart from the fact that Eric Stoltz, or the angels, st balanced on things very strange to balance on, like would stand on the backs of chairs. Yeah, looking cool, looking but very not cool. actually doing it's that not, much not in between. Doing much, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, this 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 looks better than the prophecy. Um, I, I mean, saw the poster from the preview night where it's just Paul Bettany, angel wings, knife, machine gun. Yeah, <coughs> that sums up the tone of the movie. Yeah. I mean, the, the opening the opening bit that he showed us scared the fuck out of me. You know, like, it's like it's the fucking Doug Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's he's like he's driving an ice cream van right in the middle of the fucking. So bed. he's not in shit. No, no. It's he, actually the real Doug Jones. The real Doug Jones. And so like uh, which he said at the panel was one of the main reasons he took the role. Because he didn't have to wear a mask. Like, no makeup. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so like he was he's driving this ice cream truck <laughs> in the middle of the fucking desert at night right? yeah. and he gets out so he looks into the camera and then screams his fucking mouth stretches out like really really <laughs> wide and then like next day then it cuts to a wide and he turns into like this fucking spider like from the thing like Jesus. that kind of thing and it crawls up towards the camera <laughs> oh fuck you know and, and, and like the girl sitting next to me she's just like that is the scariest shit I've ever seen <laughs> that looks awesome <laughs> It really could have, like, under the radar, nobody really knew what it was. Yeah, I had never heard of it at all. And that, I had never it, heard the of first it. thing was the, the big round poster in the yeah, middle. I had never heard of it either. And then, but, the, I mean, it looks fun. Yeah. It doesn't look like it's going to strain your brain. But it, it, yeah, any idea the director? The director is. It, he's a first time director. I'm trying to, like, it's like Steve or Shane or something like that. Oh. Uh, we haven't looking it up later. Okay. Uh, but he was a nice guy. I mean, like, you know, he talked about make, the experience of making it. Tyrese Gibson is pretty funny. Yeah. Tyrese Gibson is a pretty funny dude. <laughs> and he was in, he's got his own comic book called Mayhem. Yeah. So he was actually there promoting his comic, his comic book. He writes well. it? Yeah. So it's like, or he came up with the idea for, I don't know, I didn't, you know like, but at the end of the Legion, synergy. At the end of the uh, Legion uh, panel, he's like, I just want you to know, Comic Con, that I'm one, of, I'm one of you guys. I'm just like you. In fact, to prove it, I got my own comic book. <laughs> I'll be here. I've been on the floor. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty funny. You got to the Iron Man panel? Uh, that was the next day. Uh, after Legion uh, was the District 9 panel. Oh, right. Uh, so, Peter Jackson, that was that was awesome. Yeah, we talked about this before, the Neil Blomkamp movie with Peter Jackson producing, which I think was the buzz winner. Yeah, pretty much. I uh, mean, the Avatar kind of dropped off the radar once they showed, they actually showed the full movie apparently somewhere in a secret screening. Oh, really? The full District 9. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Avatar's 25 minutes kind of got, well, the Avatar were early in the morning on the first to the second day, I think it was, so. 
But yeah, District 9 just seems to be off amazing. the charts right now. Um, I mean, like, what uh, Peter Jackson was really cool in the sense that he gave everybody an update of The Hobbit. I mean, he walked out there and he's like, just so we don't sort of derail <laughs> what we're here to talk about, I'm just going to give you guys the lowdown of The Hobbit now. Yeah. <laughs> so when we get into District 9, we talk about District 9. <coughs> you shut the fuck up and you listen to me. Like, I mean, he didn't, he didn't say that, but he's just like basically like saying, you know, like, let's get, we'll get, we'll get The Hobbit stuff out of the way. Nice. And, um... Well, he kind of gave us a little tease first, and uh, he was basically saying he, he started off like bullshitting us, like basically, oh, I just want you to know that uh, it kind of uh, the role of uh, the Hobbit Bilbo Baggins will be played by, <laughs> and he'll probably do an amazing job, and blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, but he's he basically said that everything that you've read on online about who may or may not be cast in the movie is bullshit. Total bullshit. Uh, not to believe anything right now. It's like right now, they are about three or four weeks away from delivering the first draft of the script to uh, Warner Brothers. Oh, they're still away from delivering it. Uh, they, they, yeah, I think they mentioned was, he mentioned them something else that they just wrapped writing it. Yeah, so, so, something like that. I mean, like I do remember him saying like they were just they were a few weeks away from delivering the first draft of the script, um, and that as of that particular point in time, the movie was not even officially greenlit. Yeah. I mean, you know it's going to get greenlit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, but like if you're talking... It's Peter fucking Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the fucking Hobbit. It's Peter Jackson. And Gabo Del Tomo. And Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but he's basically saying that, you know, like once they submit the script, they'll be, you know, like, then they can budget the movie and then only then will they start going out and talking to actors. Yeah. So as of right now, <laughs> no one, ha no role has been officially offered to anybody. Cool. And that the reason The Hobbit is going to be split into two movies is because... Uh, Tolkien wrote The Hobbit first. When he wrote Lord of the Rings, he backtracked and filled in some of the gaps in Lord of the Rings. And so they're going to be meshing these things A bit together. like they took, uh, what was it? Um, oh man, considering how many times I've seen those fucking movies, this is ridiculous. Aragorn and... Eowyn. Eowyn. Yeah. They, her, Arwen. Her, Arwen. Arwen. Her yeah, shit yeah. is all in the appendix. Yeah, it's all in the appendix. Just, they, but they yeah, go yeah. out and put it through the movie. Yeah, yeah. She's got to have love story. He's a ranger. He's a pretty good ranger. <laughs> Next line to be the king. Here's a crisis conference. <laughs> and he's the love of a good woman set, set him straight. But yeah, you saw some of that District 9 shit. It looks awesome. Yeah, uh, they showed like about a, a 9 10 minute extended trailer, which uh, basically encompasses like uh, the skeleton of the film. Uh, it takes you through the beginning and stuff, and like how sort of like little bits of little, little plot twists here and there, basically to, to show you how things get set in motion. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who don't know, it sounds like Alien Nation in South Africa, but apparently it's a thousand times more awesome than that. Aliens arrive in South Africa, they've been there for five years, ten years at this point. Uh, I can't remember. And they're just getting impressed upon. Yeah, yeah. And then some shit happens to a guy and he kind of sees it from a different side. Uh-huh. And basically becomes like a, basically fights for them and with them. Uh, but Sounds a bit like Avatar. Yeah, well, <laughs> this one didn't Dancing cost, with aliens. This one cost 30 million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the footage that I saw looked... Unbelievable. Really? It looked great. And uh, they don't skimp out on the gore. When shit gets shot, it blows up. This could blow up in uh, Jim Cameron's face entirely if like his 30, if that 30 million movie makes more than his 200 and what plus? Well, what I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it is a niche movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it'll, I think it'll do very well. But I don't think it's going to break any box office records. No. And Peter Jackson himself admitted this. I mean, he said this, this is a genre of film. You know, it's uh, we made this movie for fans of this genre. So, if and it, that's that in itself 
is I mean the 30 million thing with the effects they've done and everything if it does well it'll be it'll be a slap in the face slightly to the industry with the ever escalating budgets but actually saying that not saying it's not a sci-fi movie it's actually about a boy and his car or a man and his wife or yeah, it's actually yeah, really yeah. a love story which yeah. is the kind of shit you get when the studios get nervous but in this the studios are not involved it's like it's a balls to the wall sci-fi yeah. movie yeah I mean it's like we made this movie for people like you so you know if it, if it goes beyond if it reaches beyond that audience then great but if it doesn't we're happy. You know, you know, it's like as long as it, as long as it's, uh, it's appreciated by those that we made it for. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks, it, just, it looks super intense. It looks really awesome, and uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be much humor in it. But you know, who knows? I mean, some of the reviews I said said there might be a little bit of black humor in it. Probably. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, just to lighten, lighten it a little bit. But um, it's probably just from people. I think it's more from situational rather than forced slightly. But it is pretty fucking full on. I mean, like, if that footage that I saw was anything to go by. And all of the reviews that have been posted online have been, so far, stellar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the stuff that the people at Any Cool have been freaking out about. Oh, absolutely. They said, like, this is not what you're thinking it is. It's not alienation. It's not all this other stuff. But it's incomparable to anything else. It's like, it's one of those just greats. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, one thing that I have to we, uh, we need to talk about I mean some of the, I was following this more online I probably got to see more of it during the con than you did but was like the Tron um, countdown and stuff uh, they had Flynn Lives was leading up to this a couple of few key people around the world got sent these little kind of Flynn mm-hmm. arcade tokens mm-hmm. from the home, mm-hmm. Flynn's arcade the home of Tron mm-hmm. and uh, there was a pattern on them or they got USB sticks with images you had to analyze and shit uh-huh. and they were able to string them together and it led to this website which was Flynn Lives and it said the was it Kevin Flynn? Mm-hmm. Flynn from the first Tron movie, if you haven't seen it, you're an idiot. Um, he disappeared after the movie when he got out of the computer and yep. he's been missing ever since. And They had a countdown on this website with a really crappy spider that when you clicked, it was jumping around the whole time and you clicked on it, it had a countdown. When the countdown was over, they opened a Flynn's arcade in San Diego <laughs> where they had the Tron Light Cycles game, they had the space, a special version of Space Paranoids, which I think was the game in the movie. Um, and they did a special they were playing the Daft Punk soundtrack so basically they opened a little arcade bar awesome and uh, you really had to fucking find this place I mean it was just sounds amazing and this year of course they released the footage from last year's VFX test for Tron which just looks which looks sick this is going to be what is it 2011 I think we're not going to see anything until uh, yeah I think so but I mean fuck it looks amazing it looks awesome that's test footage man. test footage just looks awesome it's test footage <laughs> I no, I didn't. I didn't really catch much of the whole Tron thing. Actually, actually, to be honest, I didn't see any of the Tron shit. Yeah. All, all of the, uh, the like the test footage and everything that I saw was all after the. Um, and it's a thing. It seems to be a thing that they do an awful lot after. They're doing a little bit more. They've been doing it for like video game conferences as well. It was a huge fucking conference, and they'll actually Sony or Microsoft will just say, "We don't want to pay your exorbitant rates. We're going to pay lesser rates at the hotel somewhere and do our own thing." And um, a lot of places did this thing. There was a Cafe Diem from the TV show Eureka. They just set up the cafe. Mm-hmm. De- decorated this cafe like the cafe from the yeah, show. Yeah. Um, the, the Mad Hatter, what was it? The, the Mad Hatter was handing out invites to the Mad Hatter's tea party for Alice in Wonderland, where he was. Um, they, which, they had props, they had mini dioramas of the sets, they mm-hmm. had all sorts of shit from the show that you just, you know. Yeah, reveal uh, things you wouldn't know about at the sci-fi booth. You had all these like hot chicks dressed up as like uh, members of V, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're you know, we come in peace. You know, like they're handing out I love V badges. Nice. You know, like you know, we come in peace. Like, please join us. Blah blah blah. And all these like hot airheads. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Join us. Join us. You saw by that there was a I believe there was a Star Trek booth somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was on that? Uh, that was just like you know you get you get to sit down in the fucking chair and these green these green chicks like they come out next to you and I'll like, like take you know you take a picture if you want <laughs> it's just 
was so uh, fun. <laughs> you sat in the captain's chair. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Make it so simple. <laughs> um, and uh, the Iron Man 2 panel was great fun. The Iron Man 2 panel was, I think, the, one, the, the panel that got the most buzz. It, it seemed to be the one that got people, people most, like, mo most pumped. Yeah, because there'd been no, I mean, the, the tranche it, people were leaking that were building buzz, but the yeah. Iron Man, there wasn't really much to be saying, but what would go into what would happen and what would they yeah, show and yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, at first they showed like some, some pretty crap, like crappy looking footage. Yeah. And uh, then, then after that, Rob Downey Jr. comes out and basically like uh, chews Favreau's ass out and is on stage. Like, what are you showing them this shit for? You know, this is bullshit. You they know, put on a show. They put on a show. They, they put on a show and uh, Robert Downey Jr. was awesome. Uh, it basically it, it opened the like the first thing that you see is like that uh, you know those first pictures that came out where he's sitting on the donut. Oh yeah. Yeah, the big donut. So it's like with uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, with Nick Fury. So it's like yeah, it opens with that. He's like there, and Nick Fury's like, would you come? Would you come down, sir? And then he cut. They're inside the donut shop. He's dressed up in his Iron Man stuff. <laughs> it's just like fucking cool. Uh, like they they show they show um whip, they show whiplash. His whips look awesome. Really? Because I mean, there was a lot of worry about that shit. Yeah, he's, he's been hiding underneath. Isn't that what looks, it is? Or something like he, looks fine. he looks fine. Yeah. <laughs> and Black Widow. Black Widow looks fucking awesome. <laughs> they show like they show her like uh, do, uh, kicking some ass, like fucking going off on these guys, and she looks like she looks good. She looks good. She handles the action good. And what it, I saw, they they showed some got some like they had some decent quality stills from that out, mm -hmm. and had like Pepper and her together mm -hmm. in civilian gear. Mm -hmm. So it's like. <clears throat> kind of cool that they're actually, you know, it'll all tie together, I'm sure, great. No, no sign of um, just an hammer yet, no? And no, 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 the they, 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 they no, no, they, they showed him. Yeah. Is he in full-on um, Charlie's Angels deep evil mode? No, no, he's, he's pretty slick. Is he? He's pretty slick. Um, cut nice, very, very sort of, very, very calculated. Yeah. Very, very cool. And he's, he's like, he, his scene was with um, uh, Rhodey. Yeah. Like, basically, like, saying, like, you know, like, so, you know, like shows up. Uh, there are all these fucking weapons all over the place. Yeah, yeah, which ones do you want? Yeah, which ones do you want? It's like, all of them. <laughs> so does Rhodey build his own suit? I don't know. I don't know. But, like, the money shot of the whole thing is the, the very last shot is uh, where, where you see War Machine. Yeah. And people lost their fucking And is it the, it's the, it's just matte, it's the silver color, is it? Or is it black and silver or what? It's uh, black and silver. Black and silver. And he has the Gatling gun on the shoulder. Yeah, he's got the Gatling gun on the shoulder. And it's, like, the shot that they show, it's, it's a gunfight. Uh, you don't know who he's shooting at, but... Uh, John Favreau kind of hints that it might be Tony. Yeah. Because um, I mean, when I heard about the scene with the guns and stuff like that, yeah, it was like it's basically it's a night shot, and there's fucking bullets flying all over the fucking place. It's like it lights, you know, it's it the way it's lit. Just uh, it's very difficult to describe. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. It looks like a comic book panel, like all these fucking. Arm so the, the the tracer going yeah, off. Yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I can actually, you know, kind of like. When the first, when the Mark One suit comes out of the, the shadows in the first one, maybe. Yeah, 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 something just like that. Did you just see the eyes, or did you see the chest? Mm -hmm. It's 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 fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, pe the, the the room lost their shit. <laughs> Everybody like fucking went nuts. <laughs> and uh, and the last thing that I managed to catch was I went to a Marvel panel, um, which was a sort of um, uh, a talk on the of the future of digital and motion comics uh -huh. and they, they they premiered a couple of things they premiered the spider-woman motion comic i didn't i didn't manage to catch that but they I also heard of that online they uh, i heard that wasn't as good as what i saw the one i saw was the uh, the premiere of astonish the digital um motion comic of astonishing astonishing x-men yeah. that was done by joss whedon and john cassidy john cassidy was there along with neil adams and joe quesada 
I mean, this motion comics thing, it's where they're like, they're doing some animation with it, or what exactly is the motion comics? I only heard about the Watchmen one before this. Well, it's basically, I mean, it's, you're walking that, you're walking a very fine line where it's trying to capture like a, a comic emotion without it turning into animation. Did it, did so, it voice acted or is yeah, it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, voice all, acted. It's, all, it's all voice acted. I mean, like, it's, it is kind of like watching animation. Yeah. But, really not, cheap Japanese not animation. as animated yeah yeah I mean so basically um, and what they were talking about also is that writers who want their comics to, to be to have be exist in this format are going to have to start drawing their shit a different way you know like, yeah, so yeah. to make it more cinematic Photoshop so layers you, so you can pan stuff and all that and so Cassidy is going to be fucking awesome for that because yeah, 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 he's yeah. fucking awesome yeah so I mean like um, the, the Astonishing X-Men lends itself very well to it I mean you do notice it f at first you are aware of the style, but after a while you do get sucked into the story. And also, I mean, Joss Whedon, you know, if you can do worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Astonishing is quite good. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his Astonishing X-Men run is pretty funny. Apart from putting them back in the spandex. Yeah. But, uh, but he addressed... Well, did you see any um, new X-Men era X-Men jackets anywhere? You know, the Grant Morrison ones? Yeah, a couple. Were they selling them or just people wearing them? Just people wearing them. <laughs> I just want to wear one of those. It's, just, it's awesome looking. No, I didn't see any of those. Shit. I, I saw Wolverine's jacket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've like that already, kind of. And uh, I used to get the the, the, the three plates. For two hundred and twenty-five hundred U.S. dollars, I could have gotten Luke Skywalker's Jedi cloak from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Two hundred and twenty-five dollars or something like Snip that. Snipping out the price. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the price I was looking for. <laughs> Um, I'll buy Gravathar's hammer. That, savings. Yeah, but that, that, that was that was that was good fun. I, after the panel, I went up to John Cassidy. I was like, I was like, I, sh I shook his hand. I was like, yeah. dude, I love your fucking Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He, he he was like, yeah, 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 the eight parter, <laughs> the eight issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, was it? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, can I, I remember the day? It was just, that was the, the 9 11 one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was one. The, 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 Which was the, beautiful. It was beautiful. The reboot after 9 11 yeah. was beautiful. It was beautifully written and beautifully drawn. I mean, that was. And the covers what, were actually. But he, yeah, the covers on those as well. They the were amazing. Well. They, they, I mean, that, that, that was the. Uh, in the shadow of Twin Towers. That was the stuff that really got me back into Captain America because I used to be a fan, and then after a while I just got bored of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like, fuck, man. It's Captain America. Captain America is fucking. I mean, like, they really, needs to be, they, it needs to be in a movie with loads they, of other heroes. They really take the Boy Scout stuff. thing like a little too far, you yeah. know, like the whole sort of like rubbing the, the American flag in your face type of thing. Yeah. I think this A stands for France. <laughs> <laughs> they That's gotta awesome. Get, they gotta get that in the Avengers. They gotta. <laughs> There's some stuff about the Avengers as well. It was yeah. kind of percolating around this, but wasn't any announcements. Edward Norton's been saying weird things. Yeah, yeah. You know that? It's like, oh, well, it's either he knows something and he can't tell, or he's been shut out and he can't tell. Yeah. So, something. But you gotta have the Hulk in the Avengers. I mean, they've set it up. The, yeah, yeah, you gotta have you the, got Hulk the Hulk in the I don't know where they were coming from, but they wouldn't have it at all. But whether it's Ed Norton is another thing. But I watched it, that again recently, actually, and I really had forgotten it, it how fucking up. awesome it was. It holds up, man. It's a good movie. It was just that summer. Ba yeah, it was just that summer. <laughs> Iron Man and ba Batman kind of fucked it in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gang raped the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, that that was good. That was good. And so yeah, I mean, it's the most crowded day is Saturday. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I mean, I remember on Friday I was talking to the security guards and he was like, you know, like, you know what we do on Saturday? We open the door and we run. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed him. Did you see many comic book guys? Did you see like many slavering hordes of fucking orcs ready to rape and pillage the comic book stores of San Diego? Um, when you are, because like, you know, like... I was, like, do people I mean, wash? Do people wash? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it has become commercialized. Yeah. I mean, it is not like a place where you will feel out of place. Yeah. You know, there's no one's going to make you feel uncomfortable, and no, there's the, the energy is very good. Yeah. It's a very positive energy, like that, cool. that, that goes around this place. Everyone is there to have a good time and to enjoy the experience. You know, you never get the sense that anybody anybody there is trying is being a dick. Yeah. I mean, at least that was my experience of it. You know, it's like I didn't get any bad vibes from anybody. And you didn't hear actually. Well, there was some bad vibes going around there, but it was. Uh, you've got to wonder about. I mean, there's so many clever things like these Tron things and even last year the Tron trailer was an afterthought thrown on at the end of a panel yeah. with no announcement uh, EA Sports or EA Games Electronic Arts they were advertising uh, Dante's Inferno they're making a game of Dante's Inferno a trip through the seven layers of hell yes and they had a competition did you hear about the competition? Uh, no it's like Dante, you got the seven layers of hell you go through the different sins of all these areas yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like uh, get a photo of uh, of you. What is it? Exploring your lust with a booth babe. Any booth babe off any of the booths, any of the, the hot chicks who are there promoting shit. And it's like the way it was written. It gives the impression of go out and get a photo of you raping them. <laughs> and they had to. The booth babes revolted. I'll quit. I think. And there was just it was the kind of only controversy that came out of it this year because booth babes are a thing that have been on and off again. And a lot of some shows won't have them. They just think it's kind of weird and it's kind of demeaning to the chicks. But then. Ryan Slade girls were hot. You got to balance that up. And yeah, yeah. I didn't see that many booth babes. There wasn't that many there, no. I didn't see that many. Well, they all left after the eight thing. Yeah, well. They're all terrified of all these guys just taking photos of them. Yeah, I, I saw the uh, Dante's Inferno setup. They, hmm? they, they, they were uh, getting quite a bit of publicity. Really? Yeah. It was good. Was it a big fucking stage or what? Uh, no, it wasn't. Wasn't that big. Because it's a retarded fucking idea. I'm waiting for next, like you know, EA, EA Sports presents William Shakespeare's. Yeah, Camera. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it, I, I'm, I'm not a gamer, but uh, seems a little sick. <laughs> it's a bit off. I mean, we're gonna have next Lolita. That wouldn't work. Although there's some Japanese games like that already. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Stupid <laughs> That's not even one. But still. Kishiro. <laughs> Oh, some other news, and this kind of came around from stuff. Any any other recollections from Comic Con you can share? Because it's going to be a year before we go. Uh, I mean, like, uh, it'll it'll come to me as I'm going. I mean, like, <laughs> we'll see. Did you see the uh, these Prince of Persia posters? No, I did not. These are quite interesting. They don't look like anything like I would have imagined for it. These uh, posters, if they're out there online, they kind of got the, buried in the old um. Yeah, Comic Con Ferrari because I don't think they didn't have any Prince of Persia shit, did they? No, I didn't see Jake Gyllenhaal there or anything. No, not that I saw. But it just one shows uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Prince gear, one just shows the girl in it. But just very simple fonts and very simple design and not yeah, really yeah. going overboard and shit. It's just like realistic photo. It looks like Saving Private Ryan posters. I know it's yeah, this is pretty cool looking it's at nice. it now. This is like the first picture of Jake Gyllenhaal I've seen that I think he doesn't look retarded. Yeah. Or wet. Have you know every single publicity photo? He's either on a horse or he's sopping wet or both. I don't know. There's I a lot of water in this movie. The more buff he gets, the more dumb his face looks. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I know, it's just weird to me watching, looking at Jake Gyllenhaal, this poster. It's like, ever since he got buff, he looks stupid. Yeah. 
Donnie Darko, Donnie Darko, he's dorky, but now yeah, he's yeah. like... Now he looks like dumb. <laughs> he's like the guy in Transformers. Where are you going? I'm going to see if I can get you a tighter sweeper. We looked. There isn't one. He's turning into a jock. Fucking weird. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez came out this week as well as on with MTV about Predators. Uh, yeah. Trying to backpedal a bit from, hey, we're ripping off Jim Cameron's aliens. You're saying, um, Predators, are you talking about the creatures? Or are you talking about this group of humans that are actually going in there against them? Are they going to kill each other off if there were no Predators? Who are the Predators? Huh? This is weird. He's just <laughs> like, just do fucking something. Give us a trailer or give us an idea what you're doing with this movie. Just calling it Predators itself was just a dunderheaded move. I don't know why they would even think of doing that. Uh, they needed to go with Predator 3 with the E being a 3. <laughs> and then Predator 4, you've got the A. And it just goes on and on. Just no, no, no. Then 5, you can do Predators and have the S. The S. Yeah, it'd be 5. 6. You're out of luck there. You do an upset MP. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> We're all out of numbers we can turn into letters. Another movie that I heard got a good buzz was Kick Ass. Uh, I didn't see it, but yeah, I spoke to a couple of people that saw it. They said it looks awesome. And a lot of this seems to be getting released online as well. So they just the, the people who saw it just there seems to be a good buzz about it. It just seems to be nailing the real life superheroes. And I saw the opening trailer, the opening segment of the movie, mm -hmm. and it has a guy standing on a rooftop, and there's a hint. I don't know how they managed to pull off of the Superman theme. Mm, no idea. And it's this guy with a cape, you know, he's just standing there and he does the Batman extendo cape and then he jumps off and it's like, and there's a whole kid's voiceover going through the whole thing about, you know, I'm always wondering why there aren't more, like in the real world, why aren't people trying to be superheroes? They're all trying to be supermodels or fucking sports stars, but no one ever tries to be a fucking superhero. It's like, why aren't there more people out there? And then it shows the guy and he jumps off and he's doing the whole Batman slash Spider-Man speeding up as you're coming in ready to pull up at the last minute and he plows into the top of a fucking taxi the camera comes around the side and it just goes a number plate and just says kick ass <laughs> it looks like they have the tone nailed awesome but the superman just a hint of the superman theme in it just nailed beautiful, it beautiful and you could see it was a youtube clip i saw so it was in the panel and you could just hear the crowd heard it and went nuts they just lost it they're like yeah baby it must be such a kick showing something and seeing that reaction yeah, 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 and just yeah, saying like, we got it. Yeah, we got it. No, I heard great things about the Kick-Ass stuff. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. I heard great stuff about the Avatar stuff as well. It's just, a, but it was different. It was weird, like, because, uh, you know, there were a lot of Twilighters in there. Yeah. Who didn't really, who, yeah. who didn't really give a shit. Mm. And uh, so their sort of response was kind of luke lukewarm. Yeah. But, you know, that movie... It's it's no movie can live up to that kind of hype. Yeah, what were they calling them there? Avatars, Avatars. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very hard to get that hyped about. I mean, the the description I read about Sully is his name. It's uh, Sam Worthington, mm -hmm. and I was always wondering, you know, it's supposed the whole Avatar aspect of it is that they become these other, you know, you get a spare body kind of thing. All they have to do if he does anything out of line is disconnect him. But it looks like you actually transfer. Yeah. The latest stuff says this. But an awful lot of this footage apparently was just him getting used to the body and being a dick. Mm -hmm. Just because he's got his legs back. Mm -hmm. And like going off and going around this planet where every fucking thing can kill you. I don't know why they go to this planet. They're trying to develop it for something. I mean, unless it's made out of gold, I don't know what they're fucking doing there. Because it just seems that everything on the entire world, even the grass, will kill you. 
especially the grass. <laughs> but it's just him blumbering around. It sounds like the first 10 minutes of Bambi. I actually haven't read up that much on there because I know there has been pretty detailed descriptions yeah. of the uh, the footage, but I'd rather just wait wait until I see it, yeah. see the footage. I mean, he, I mean, uh, Cameron has said that the footage will be online. Oh really? Um, within the next like month or something. Anyway. Okay, I didn't hear that because I was. It's again. It's, it's I. I fucking hate you. I have to sit here reading the crap. I can't even see what it looks like. Looks pretty sweet. Back of my Why are you on um, but yeah, younger man. That was pretty much it. I mean, it was uh, emotional. It, I mean, it's it's surreal. It's very very surreal. You're going again? Uh, yeah. 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 Every year from now on. Every year, man. <laughs> Fuck the haters. You're gonna be that 50 year old guy in the car. Wasn't good the year, man. Fucking yeah. 2009, man. Dude, you do meet people like that. Yeah. 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 Sat down for lunch with this um, elderly woman. She looked like she must have been in her 60s. Was this the one of the one? One the one outfit? No, 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 no. This that was is a different one. one. You know, she was actually walking about. This one was like sitting down, eating her eating her breakfast or something. And um, Joe's uh, friend's wife talked talk to her, and like like she's been going there for like fucking years. Yeah. Years. You know, like. Oh, I'm coming home in like 25 years. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know it's it's the whole thing is just insane, but yeah, I mean, like you need to plan it. Yeah. Find out the schedule. Be very clear about the panels that you want to see. Treat it like Pre- you're invading Poland. Pre- yeah, you need to plan this shit. Prepare to walk. To <laughs> <laughs> Pre- get blisters. Prepare to uh, yeah. Make sure you got some comfortable shoes. You. You got to worry about these poor fuckers in like you know a, you know a suit that looks fucking awesome. Like all those guys in those like realistic stormtrooper boots. How the fuck comfortable are they? I'm yeah. You see any stormtroopers? Yeah, yeah, I saw quite a few, and and biker scouts. <laughs> biker scouts. Was there any chick stormtroopers? No, well I don't know. No. Or any Lady Fett? I think Lady Fett was there a couple of years ago. I saw Django. Django. <laughs> <laughs> Headless or head head headful? No, he had said yeah. He was looking for the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has to get a cube on him. That's so long shit. Fucking serene. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was uh, great, insane, awesome. What was the other thing? Oh, another thing which we talked about a while ago, which was again, when we see the footage, it's otherwise Avatar. When we see the footage, then I'll make a decision. The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Is that stop motion? Yes, it is. It is? Yeah. This look, Wes Anderson's doing it, George Clooney is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Meryl Streep is his wife. Is his wife, and, uh, and she spends the entire trailer saying, you are fantastic. <laughs> And Jason Schwartzman, he's, he's, he's the son, right? It sounds like it, that's yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I, can't get down the, I can't get through this gate, and he's like, I can't, why? Because I'm small. <laughs> Just weird non-sequiters set up everywhere throughout this. I know. What Bill, was the electric fence? Just some weird Bill Murray Bill as the Murray, badger. Bill Murray, it's like, I'm a demolitions expert. Since when? <laughs> no, but it's going through all the animals. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. setup, the setup's like, what can you do? I'm a rabbit, I can burrow, what do you do? I'm a... Um, I can't remember. I'm a, I'm a beaver I can cut through. What do you do? Demolitions expert. What? <laughs> and he has some great lines as well. Where there's something saying, should we do something? And there's a whole... He looks kind of behind him and everyone <laughs> looks over and it's just like... There's just... I've read Fantastic Mr. Fox. I've rather had it read to me as a child and it doesn't... It doesn't scream at me the Royal Tenenbaums the way this does. I know, I know. It just has that... The interrelationship between everyone. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see what the movie is like between the funny moments. 
Because the funny moments don't seem to have anything to do with the plot whatsoever. <laughs> it looks awesome, though. It does look just amazing. So, it looks, I mean, it looks, it looks brilliant. I mean, I have. Have you seen these Darjeeling Express yet? Yeah, I have. <clears throat> what did you think? I thought I loved it. You loved it, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, Steve Zissou is like a Marcelo. I have watched yeah, that over and no, over I mean, again. I am a Wes Anderson fan. I yeah. mean, ever since Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. I haven't actually seen Bottle Rocket. I've seen bits of that. It's been on one of the TV channels here. But I started with um, It's a kick-ass movie. Well, like, no, actually, like, what was it? Um, Rushmore. Rushmore, yeah. Uh, Bottle Rocket is still my favorite Owen Wilson performance. Really? Yeah, he's brilliant. In that Even movie. better than Behind Enemy Lines. <laughs> Uh, I was so hungover on Saturday. I watched that. Nah, no, don't think anything can top behind enemy lines. No. <laughs> Oscar Wilde material. <coughs> Moving on. Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter. I went to see the latest Harry Potter movie because I wanted to get out of the way before GI Joe came out. Uh huh. Awesome. Which is getting good reviews. Hmm. It's actually a movie. It's one of the first. I mean, Harry Potter up until this point, I've been. I've never read the books. I've been given them when I haven't read them. But uh, I've been watching. I watch them regularly. This it, this has been quite weird watching it in the summer. Now it would make a difference here, but watching it in the summertime is just odd. It's a winter movie. Yeah. You know, because they they cover the they cover the whole year of Hogwarts, so Christmas naturally falls in the middle of that. So it just feels like a Christmas movie. Yeah, I know, I know. This is weird. For normally, it's not a summer release. Hmm. And it's it's a cold looking movie. Like the, the not, not not to say it's cold, but the actual look of it is always darks and, you know, it's based in England in school term, not the south of France. Yeah. So, um, this one is a hell of a lot more of a movie feel to it. I mean, I was going to say that at the end of it, it was like, Harry Potter still gets knocked the fuck out whenever anything interesting happens, but I didn't mind this time. Mm-hmm. Another school year back, apparently Harry's been just itinerating on the road. They didn't have the what do they get the, the not the Weasleys, the other family that he lives with, the fucking slave drivers, the horrible fuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fiona Shaw and Richard Griffiths. They're not in it. They're not in it at all. Oh, cool. No, I get so, I get tired of it. Yeah, it was like it was kind of you can only sympathize with your character for so long. It's like you're turning into meet the fuckers, just bitch slap the folks and get the fuck out of there again. I was about go to jail, go to juvie, you'll be fine. Magic school, they're fucking asses in juvie. <laughs> But he's been doing shit, and it's just, I mean, maybe it's probably a slower thing in the book, but in this starts off, and Dumbledore comes to get him for some reason, and it's again Dumbledore doing his annoying shtick of not fucking you, what the, telling you what the fuck, the world is in peril, it, in your hands, but no one actually tells him. That's always been annoying, throughout them all, but in this, you can bypass a lot of that, because the kids are actors now. Mm. They're acting. Daniel Radcliffe is okay. Ron Weasley's great, but it's actually, it's one of those movies where there is a plot, but you're also just living with them in that world for a while. Rupert Grint is good. Rupert Grint is he's pretty good, yeah. He gets some nice lines, he gets to be all dippy and shit. Daniel Radcliffe has a brilliant scene where he has some luck juice, which just makes you really lucky. And apparently, that makes you kind of drunk. Mm -hmm. Because like he has to do something, and he meets the guy, he has to get the thing off. And uh, he's like, uh, if you want to do this thing, take the luck juice and then go to his room, you'll meet the guy who'll give you the thing because he hasn't been able to get it out of him. He's like, no, actually, I think I'm just going to go visit Hagrid. He's like, what, are you, what, what about the, you just taking the love potion, won't last forever. I'm just going to really feel about this. And off he goes, and he's just, it, he's high. And then he bumps into somebody and he's like, oh, hi. And it's like, the, the bit of, there's been a bit of tension built up here through this whole thing. It's like, oh, you've caught me, I'm just doing something. He's like, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to Hagrid's. He's not even, he's forgotten about the plot. And as a result, the plot falls into place around him. And it's, his acting throughout that is very nicely done. And you start getting some of the relationship shit as well between 
uh, Ron and Hermione should come in. And some of the side cast do get slightly sidelined a little bit. This is Harry and Dumbledore's movie, but more the first now first time Dumbledore's actually won me over. I mean, I was a Richard Harris man. Yeah. And I always thought that Michael Gambo was just a bit too portly because mm-hmm. Richard Harris was skeletal when he was doing the movies, and he just had that. He's fucking Gandalf. Yeah. This movie, Michael Gambo, he's fucking Gandalf. There's one, one point where I nearly stood up in the cinema and said, You shall not pass! They even have the flames for fuck's sake. Cool. But um, Alan Rickman gets a lot more time playing it. It's the usual thing. They're going over the school. There's a mystery coming along. Harry finds some shit that's the book from the half... There's this textbook who's, that's just signed the Half-Blood Prince. And he starts learning shit from it. That's a bit dark arty. And... Um, there's just building up and like Dumbledore's finally invited him into his confidence and they need to get some information about he who shall not be named from this teacher and they're working at it you know they're actually being like they were active I think in the last movie I mean again it's Harry Potter's become like James Bond now when you try to remember the fucking names or how many there have been because yeah, yeah. no one can remember the one with Michelle Yeoh in it and the one after it tomorrow never dies and the one before it uh, the one before it was uh, Goldeneye what was that enough actually no, no, it was Goldeneye, then it was Tomorrow Never Dies, then it was The War of the Then it was Dying of the Day. Dying of the Day, yeah. yeah. Those are the ones that just like Jackie Eel, Hurley, Hurley, Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So the story goes up over the course of the school year, as usual. <clears throat> Only this time, they are being a lot more active. But there's a certain event. This is The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what it is. Okay. Have you read the book? Uh, no. No. Well, there's something happens. I've read up until four. Really? Yeah. Which one's four? Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Yeah, because I forgot about the Order of the Phoenix. But the Order of the Phoenix don't fucking turn up in this. It's like, hey, we had an army, but we'll not talk about that for a bit. But there's an event that is very much an Empire Strikes Back climax. And again, the Empire Strikes Back for our I generation, know. it's very hard for us to look at that with critical thought. Lord of the Rings, the middle movie. I don't, it didn't suffer from middle movie syndrome as far as I recall no. I mean I was just so fucking in love with those movies yeah. but this one that's the peak and the next 10 or 15 minutes are a waste of fucking film it's one thing that does leave you with a very bad taste in your mouth it's just where's the fucking end of the movie it's a very much like the golden compass mm. you saw that? Mm, no the golden compass they actually they ended a bit they skipped a bit and I, then they, I heard that that they sort of like they skipped a bit and they said oh we're gonna um, oh in the next movie we're gonna go and do this and let's sail off into the sunset and it's like that's not the ending of a fucking movie even the first Lord of the Rings first movie knew more was coming but it just you do feel cheated and it kind of it undoes a lot of that good work that was done by all the actors and everyone carrying their weight throughout the movie and they, they built their world nicely as well the guy who played Lupin he used to be he's in Naked what's his name David Tullis even yeah. he gets a little bit back. Helen the Bottom Carter. Mike, what age is Helen the Bottom Carter now? I have no idea. She's about 50 times hotter than she was in Terminator Salvation. Because in that she had mom ass. Yeah, yeah. In this she's freaky Bellatrix the Strange again. And she's just ripping shit up. But as I said, it leads up to this big scene. And then this big scene happens. And then after that, it's kind of just damp squib. And there's a chat on the balcony. You do not end the movie with a fucking chat on the balcony. Hmm. So that can kind of, I mean, it's worth watching, but I'd say what I, what, would have been, what I should have probably done was wait until the next one's ready and watch this one and then watch that. Probably would leave, if you watch them together, it would leave a lot less of a bad taste in your mouth, but it really was just, you fucker. Yeah, I know what the Empire Strikes Back moment is. Yeah. Because I've got the spoiler on my t shirt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'll probably check it out. I mean, you should. I mean, they do a bit more magic in it. Harry continues a bit darker. It actually looks, it looks very nice. A lot of the effects and stuff are pulled out very nice in this. Hogwarts looks better with each one. You know I mean? It was very real for the first couple, but now it's getting a little bit more... It obviously has massive geographical problems. You know, Hagrid's place was outside the front gate in the first movie, but now apparently it's a good 15, 20 minute walk away. But they, they hold it together a lot more. And even the Hagrid effect, actually. There's a scene of oh, Hagrid and Jim Broadbent sitting beside each other, and Hagrid's fucking huge. His hand is bigger than Jim Broadbent's face, but it's a really well done effect. A lot of that stuff, they've evened out and they've got really good at it. Because in the first one, he just wore stilts, as far as I recall. He was just Robbie Coltrane on stilts. But in this, he's like, they've enhanced them slightly. Mm. And I think Jim Broadbent, I mean, Alan Rickman's great in it, but Jim Broadbent deserves special carry, uh, following, you know, honing out, focusing on. Because he's like, I've seen Jim Broadbent a lot of crap. But he's always playing Jim Broadbent in a way. It's like the slightly, like, and he's, he's Bridget Jones's dad, for God's sake. But in this, He's playing a man who's haunted by something he did in the past. And you get that from dripping off him. You know, it's not overacted, it's really subtle and nice because he has those nice moments, but occasionally there's just a glimmer of the fear from before and stuff like that. And he really does pull it off really well. I mean, I was really impressed with him throughout. I mean, he's always excellent, yeah. but in this, it was like he's acting now. Cool. He's not just coasting it, he's not just doing a you know, nice old man or a weird old man or the ringmaster at the Moulin Rouge. He's like, solid fucking character work on this guy. I mean, the acting is, is good throughout as usual, but this a lot, lot more plot, a lot less fucking around this class and stuff like that. I think they've cut out a lot from this book and some of that might actually make more sense if you read the book and seen the movie. But still, be prepared for that just damn squib of an ending and wait until the next movie's out so you can go straight into the next one. Because I mean, they, they, they got to learn how to handle this shit better because they're actually putting an ending into a book that there isn't an ending in the middle of. They're splitting it in two for the next one. Mm. So they got to handle that shit better. Because no one wants to see The Empire Strikes Back twice. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. While waiting for... I mean, the, the, it, you know, the, the whole arm on the shoulder thing, window, Millennium Falcon flies off, that worked once, but you don't want to see that in two or three movies. Yeah. Well. Well, yeah. Sums it up pretty good. That's just the Harry Potter. All right. We have no top ten, because it's not the end of the week yet. No. <laughs> it's middle week. It's a difficult, difficult middle child podcast. Yeah. So I think, yeah, what, <clears throat> is it 24th of August or is it earlier that we get G.I. Joe? Uh, I think it's earlier. I hope it's earlier. I think it's earlier. We're going to have to go see that together. I think it's like the 6th or something. Is it? I think, I think it's this weekend. Hopefully. Oh, 7th. It's the 7th. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 7th should... is Friday. Let's go check it out. we got to catch that shit. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing the parachutes aren't in it that much now and that it's just going to be awesome. I hear, I hear it's going to be a lot of fun. I hear, I hear it's retarded fun, yeah. which is exactly what I'm in the mood for. Uh, one thing I heard, Steve, this like, so, again, one of the guys, I think it was Master Worm on Cool said, Stephen Summers' movies before for him always felt like there was a smugness going on, like they thought they were doing something more than they were. And, you know, one of my early reviews here for the Mike Price podcast was The Mummy 3, and a movie I couldn't bring myself to hate because it just wasn't that bad, but it was just, ugh. Hmm. But um, he seems to have surmounted that problem and actually, they actually said it was better than Transformers. But they hate Transformers on that. Yeah, so. yeah, that, yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm looking forward to it. So that wraps up the Comic-Con special. We'll have our next special to start next year. Hopefully. Hopefully live from the show floor. Yeah, and uh, when, when you're there, I, I'd, like to, I'd, like you, I'd like you to show me how exactly you do Skype there. Even if I knew how to do it, no way, not a chance in hell would I have been able to Skype there. <laughs> well, you just plug it in. You're fucking, hello, sir. We can get a dat. We can get a digital audio tape thing, and just we can do. Yeah, yeah we I can record it and line it. Can't do that at the damn booth. <laughs> well, I won't be working. 
No, you won't. Unless, oh, unless I go through a serious career change in the next 12 months. You'll just be like, oh my god! I'll just be in the bathroom rocking back and forth. <laughs> it's only a Comic Con, it's only a Comic Con. <laughs> Alright, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.